One. Welcome to the Issues of Sports. I am your host, Evan Makovsky, along with my co-host, Rudy Rude Dog Reyes. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the program from 60 Minutes. He also writes for Sports Illustrated and he works on the Tennis Channel. He's covered Serena Williams' entire career. And that's John Wertheim, who is at uh, the U.S. Open covering Serena, among other things. John, let's uh, start out with last night and Serena advances into the third round, upsetting the number two seed, Annette Contevate, and she won 7-6, 2-6-6-2, and it was quite a scene in Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yeah, it's, it's funny you use the word upset, and I think uh, certainly on, on paper that's 100% right that Serena Williams, I mean, but before this U.S. Open, she'd won one match in the last 12 months, and the previous tournament, she didn't just lose, she lost six love, and I think this started as, well, it's probably her last event, and hopefully she'll acquit herself okay and get a nice send-off, and that'll be that, and all of a sudden she reminded us that... Uh, She's won 23 majors and she's won the U S open six times and she beat the number two player in the world pretty comprehensively. And I think very quickly, we've now kind of switched from uh, Serena celebration mode to wait a second. Can Serena actually do this mode? Still a long way to go, but um, so far two matches played two matches won, and she looks a lot more like the Serena Williams of old than the Serena Williams who, you know, really looked really shaky in her previous event. Yeah, she did. She didn't really have a whole lot of practice uh, during the, I guess, what you call tennis off season. But one thing, one thing for certain, if she know, if anybody knows how to get out of the hole that she found herself in, it was Serena Williams. She just dominated in so many different ways. Even Chris Everett saying near the end, well, I'm a 65 year old woman and I'm inspired by her. I feel like, I feel like a beast. You know, I could do, I could do anything and empowers me. What about Serena's will to just get past the number two player in the world? And what does that mean to her moving forward? Yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about her serve and we can talk about her, her movement, but it's, it's hard to quantify. But this will she has and has always had. This has really been her, her great superpower. And that's as much as anything what, what carried her through last night. And I mean, again, she she won her first match. And I think there was almost a sigh of relief that it would have been really disappointing to see this towering player at this big event, biggest tennis stadium in the world, her home major celebrities in the crowd. It would have been really disappointing if she had just looked like she had no business being out there. And once she won that match, um, she said it herself, she said, look, for, for since I won the U.S. Open, which was in 1999, there's been a target on my back. Now I'm the underdog. I've never had this feeling since I was a teenager. I can kind of swing away. And you, you try not to, you know, we, we try to sort of balance uh, optimism with realism. And there's still a long way to go. She's still 15, sometimes 20 years older than some of the opponents she's going to face. But the women's draw is wide open. None of her opponents have ever had this feeling of walking into a stadium and knowing that every, you know, there, there are no home games and road games in tennis. It's a very... Uh, strange and unique feeling for these opponents to have a complete stadium rooting for the other player. Uh, there are a lot of variables that are working in her favor right now. You, um, 
mentioned that she kind of looks like the old Serena Williams. I don't know if it was Pam Shriver or somebody on TV last night said that the rest of the way, you know the field better than we do, the rest of the way she should be favored in every match she plays. I mean, again, this is somebody who is a few days from turning 41 and is nowhere near the top 100 in the rankings, but she is Serena Williams. And again, I mean, I think the, the idea of walking into a tennis stadium for one of these opponents, you know, here your opponent last night, she's number two in the world. She's from Estonia. She'd never been before the, beyond the quarterfinals of a major. I mean, it must have just been such a jarring experience to walk out and there's Spike Lee and there's Tiger Woods and there are 23,000 people that want her to lose. That's a big deal. And that's a big factor. That's a big advantage to Serena Williams. I mean, if, if she played the number one player in the world, Iga Schwantek, who's so half her age, she won the French Open. She at one point this season went on a 37 match winning streak. I'm not sure Serena is the favorite in that match, but the draw has certainly opened up for her. And it's funny, she's playing doubles with Venus and everybody sort of said, well, it's nice. The sisters are playing together. It's probably the last time. And now the conversation is, wait a second, is it really so wise for her to be playing doubles? She might be tired. It might be a late night. It's the whole conversation has changed from this Serena celebration to wait a second. She could be playing for the trophy a week from Saturday. Yeah. She plays doubles tonight with her sister Venus. And then she plays tomorrow night. Um, do you, do you think that you know, that there, there can be, though, like a, a, a circling of the wagons like in 1991 with Jimmy Connors, you know, when he's screaming, I'm 40, this is what they came for. And he made it to the semifinals. Could she, though, in your mind, does she have a shot to win it? I, I feel like she does, but I don't certainly keep an eye on the field like you do. I, I think four days ago, that question, you know, people would sort of be rolling their eyes and say, look, we all know how storybooks work, but let's be realistic here. This woman is, you know, she's a part-time player. She's north of 40 and she just lost her last set six love. Like let's manage expectations. But now between the way she is in playing and it's been such, I mean, this is two weeks ago and it looks like a completely different player, the way she's playing, the way she's moving, this X factor. I, I think she's certainly in the conversation. I mean, I, she, she wouldn't be my pick quite yet, Despite her track record, I, I still think that, um, you know, I, I'd like a little more data points than two matches, but she has certainly played her way into uh, being talked about as a contender. Yeah, she had, she has nothing to lose. She has nothing to, you know, show anybody else. She is, as she said last night, I'm just Serena. And I think that that resonated with the crowd who, you know, a year, not even a year removed, but maybe a year plus removed from having anybody in the stands whatsoever. You've seen that across the uh, sports landscape. What did that really mean to Serena from a personal standpoint to just have everyone there? Yeah, I mean, she's, she's always done well with crowds. And I think it really helped her that on Monday night, she played, you know, she had the ceremony, Gail King came out, they had a video montage. And I think the fact that she got through that match and then said, boy, I don't have to go through that again. So all the anxiety that she was feeling that comes with this retirement and these pronouncements and this sort of Q&A after the match, that was all done with and she could just focus on the tennis. And yeah, I mean, I, I think all athletes, um, but especially in an individual sport, 
they we had this break and now they they don't take for granted that uh 23,000 people coming together to watch you play is something really special and that's something that um we were reminded during the pandemic that fans really are essential to sports because you're tight for time i'm going to paste together two different questions question one of the two is her sister venus who's a year older said she's not retiring she they're playing doubles tonight but what is going to happen what's your understanding maybe you don't know maybe venus doesn't know going forward with venus williams and then flipping to the men's draw we know what happened novak djokovic not vaccinated he couldn't play in Australia. He did win Wimbledon. He couldn't play uh, in the U.S. Open because he's not vaccinated. How does that rule sit? I guess it's, you know, it's country by country. And now you have Daniil Medvedev, who won in straight sets last night, who couldn't play Wimbledon because he was banned because he was Russian. So if you could start with Venus and then go over to the men's side. Sure. I mean, I think Venus's last major came in, in 2008. So it's for more than 14 years since the last time Venus won a big tournament. And yet she's out there. If he finds fulfillment, she's 42 years old. I, I think some of this is probably strategic. Maybe she doesn't want to uh, retire at the exact same event as her sister. But, um, you know, I, I think Venus is the older sister and she's continuing to play. Um, as far as Novak Djokovic, yeah. I mean, you have this, this race on the men's tennis side. Who's going to win the most majors? Right now, Rafa Nadal has 22. Novak Djokovic has 21. Roger Federer has 20. It's consumed tennis for the last decade or so. And the idea that Novak Djokovic is taking himself out of contention at two events this year because he didn't want to get vaccinated is um, it's, it's quite a take, as we say. Um, it's, you know, the, the rules are the rules. And I think that um, he made a decision. He certainly has a, has a right to choose. I would contend he has, he has a right to be wrong because I think it's just uh, at this point in time with all the data we have with the literally billions of people who've gotten this vaccine and had no adverse effects um, why Novak Djokovic would do this is just a, a head scratcher to a lot of people myself included but you know the, the rules are the rules he's standing by his choice I, I guess you can commend him for his convictions but I mean it's it's nuts that this historic race might come down to a player who didn't want to get vaccinated and therefore has taken himself out of two of the four events this year. It's unclear if he'll get let back into Australia. He was deported last time he was there. And I don't, I don't think for, for all the scenarios people could have plotted out and injuries and marriage and children. And um, I, I don't think anybody would have ever guessed that there'd be a global pandemic and a, a player's unwillingness to get vaccinated. Um, in, in the face of all sorts of public health evidence, a player's unwillingness to get vaccinated might be a deciding factor. Well, millions of dollars too, he's forsaking by not playing these majors. And like you said, history is altered. Certainly it's, it's gonna be altered with how close it is between at least Nadal and Djokovic. And he, he any tournament he enters, he could be considered the favorite. So you could look at it like he's forsaking a grand slam. And of course, all the money that comes along with it, just to put his foot in the ground for that. John, any, anything else to take note of anyone we, we should look for here? Or is it all just, everybody's just focused on Serena. And then we know you got to run. 
Yeah, so far it's it's been uh, the Serena Open with uh, you know a tennis tournament tacked on, but <laughs> Rafa Nadal has not lost at a major in uh, in 2022. Nick Kyrgios, who's kind of been this this dazzlingly talented player that everybody's waiting to see if he'll put the talent together. He's looked terrific so far. Um, you know, as, as we speak, Sloan Stevens, the American who won five years ago is playing the world's number one player. So there's, there's plenty other storylines that'll emerge, but yeah, I mean, through four days, this has been, uh, this has been the Serena Williams open. Go get back <laughs> to it. Thank you so much for making Appreciate the time. It. It's totally appreciated and we'll talk to you soon and enjoy the rest of the U.S. Open, and it would be fun here if Serena, you know, made it to a Super Saturday or, uh, you know, got to a final. That would be uh, that would be incredible. There you go. Um, all right. Thanks, guys. Always, thanks, uh, John. always a pleasure. All right. Appreciate thanks, it. Yeah. Thanks. So, Rude Dog, as uh, we say goodbye to John Wertheim, it, I got to admit, I, I saddled up to the TV it was a lot of fun last night. And, you know, I, I'm not saying I've been the biggest Serena or Venus fan. Um, and I know it's a long time that since Venus has won a major, but, you know, I guess don't know what you got till it's gone. Um, I, I was right there cheering for Serena the whole way. And it was very exciting to me. It, it was, I was equally as glued that the smile on my face just is in recall of everything that I had witnessed last night from, you know, the, the very first set, just leading by one and then, you know, losing the second, you know, set uh, two to six. It was just one of those things where I never been so uh, for lack of a better term uh, enthused about tennis in the way that I was last night or ever for that matter. And I know that I'm, I'm from a slightly older genre where you've seen John, John McEnroe and Chris Everett and, you know, watching them in their prime time. And uh, you know, <laughs> there was just so much to like about last night uh, that everybody will probably remember this for a long time. And of course, no one better uh, than Serena Williams herself. And again, whether or not she gets to a super Saturday, whether or not she can win it all that remains to be seen but john had a good point he says oh this is the serena williams open and tennis is just tacked right on <laughs> he couldn't oh, be any more accurate than that with all the stars that were there last night from dion warwick which is, i believe is her godmother um to uh, tiger woods who was there last night i mean there were so spike many lee, spike, lee, spike was lee was there there were so many different things to, to like about all the stars coming out in support of serena williams but I'm just, I'm a complete uh, myth right now in regards to whether or not she can get it done at the end of the day. Uh, and, and John said it best. He needs more of a sample size. I think everybody does. And to keep this into a serious perspective and don't let your emotions uh, be your guide. Well, that's going to wrap things up for the issues of sports. I am Evan Makofsky, and I want to thank my co-host, Rudy Rude Dog Reyes. We're going to get this up, and uh, Serena plays in round three tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, we're just going to hopefully just enjoy the ride, and she'll provide us with uh, maybe, in, maybe into the next weekend. If, if that would happen, it would, be, it would be real special. Great stuff. All right, so I want to thank John Wertheim of 60 Minutes Sports Illustrated and the Tennis Channel. For Rudy Rude Dog Reyes, I am Evan Makovsky. 
Thank you for listening to the issues of sports and we'll see you on the next episode.